Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's the Rad Reality Show. That's right. You've found the place where you can talk reality TV. But let's kick it off with our theme song. show and if you want to be part of the the talk the best way to do it is to call it please participate the show won't be good without your participation you know interact with us and have fun i want you guys to know the number to call in it's three four seven two three seven five five oh six so we want to hear from you the show is for you guys Welcome, everyone. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. Tonight is January 21st, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I thank you for being here tonight for the Reality Roundtable Show. My special guests tonight are Nick and Rachel, also known as the Unfiltered Beatsters. And I'm just thrilled to have them here, our favorite thing in the world, reality TV, of course. We'll probably cover a lot of different um, shows tonight. Probably Master Chef Junior, Hell's Kitchen, MTV's The Challenge, Married at First Sight, and so on. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation, all you have to do is dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Once you're on the switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show. Um, now, I do have a few things that I want to mention before I bring Rachel and Nick up. Um, I know everyone knows Paul from Minnesota. He's been my co-host here uh, for the last four years since our founder, Ron Rad, passed away and laid his mom to rest today. So I want to ask that you all keep Paul from Minnesota in your thoughts and prayers. He's been in my thoughts and prayers all day today. I did send flowers on behalf of the show, but I'm also going to be sending a card uh, to Paul directly. And if you'd like to add your name to that card, just let me know. Um, I'll be signing anybody that wants to sign it I'll add your name. Let me know, but I will be getting that in the mail probably tomorrow or Saturday. So uh, get with me quickly um, on that. Also, today is the third anniversary of the day that our house, my, mine and my husband's house, burned to the ground three years ago. And 
I've just been a little off my game today. So if I sound a little flustered, it's just been one of those days, and I'm a little off my game. So um, just cut me a little slack tonight. Um, There's just been a lot going on. But I would like to say thank you to all the wonderful people who, to Rich and I, in our time of need after our house fire, um, there are just some incredibly caring, giving, loving people out there in the reality world. And I just can't say thank you enough. It's three years later, and I'm still saying thank you. It just meant so much to me. So I'm really looking forward to tonight with having Nick and Rachel from Unfiltered Beads here with us. And I think we're going to have a great time. So let's bring them up and get this started. So here we go. We have Nick and Rachel on air with us now. Welcome, guys. Hey, what's going on? Thanks, everybody. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, awesome. Hi, Nick. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Cherry. How are you? Thank you for having us. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. How was your day today? Oh, it was a little little crazy. Um caught yeah, up on just some a little. Yeah, just a little crazy. Uh caught up on some shows. Been looking forward to, to talking to you guys all day today, so we're really really excited. I'm looking forward to it as well. So, what shows are you guys watching right now? Right now, I'm currently watching Master Chef Junior. And that is, like, one of my, like, guilty pleasure shows because I just love watching these kids cook. And Health Kitchen it. just started up again. So yep. I'm like, so excited for that. And, uh, Rachel, what have you been watching on TV? I watch a lot of, like, random stuff, uh, mainly stuff like American Idol, um, a lot of singing shows. I don't really watch a lot of other, like, reality shows or anything like that. No. No, I don't watch a lot of, like, Master Chef and stuff like that. No. I watch a lot of, like, crazy ones. Like, um, I'm absolutely hooked on Married at First Sight. I've been watching that one since it first started. Oh, my gosh, I love that show. Um, And there's a few that, that I just get hooked on and just can't turn away from. Um, and that's the list I, keeps growing. <laughs> so that's how I, it's like so much reality, so little time. Exactly. <laughs> once I start watching, I can't stop. And like that's my biggest thing. Like I, I don't really watch TV that much. There's certain shows every year that I'll watch. Like obviously, Big Brother is like my number one show. But like when MasterChef Junior starts and shows like that start coming up, and I start watching, I can't stop. And I just feel like. That little addicted person inside of me is like, you need to watch every week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for DVRs, right? Um, Rachel, yes. Rachel, thank goodness for DVRs, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love DVRs. Rachel, how many shows do you usually have a week recorded on your DVRs? Uh, well, usually I watch the shows like that night. I'm really, I'm really good about watching all my shows the night they air, 
But total, I usually watch about 12 to 15 hours of shows just in, like, the work week, Monday through Friday. So. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I uh, I don't even know how many shows, how, how many hours I watch. But I think my list has grown, like, into the 50s now as far as how oh, many shows yeah. I have. Uh, on my DVR to record. Now, you know, they're not always in season, but right. the list has grown into the 50s as far as how many shows I have That's set to record. That's absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. There is some that I need to delete because they... They just aren't on anymore. I need to go through and clean it up and, and knock some shows off there because they're not on anymore. But, like, there, I think Rachel Zoe is still on there, and that's not on anymore. Um, there's a few shows that I need to, to kick off of there. But Yeah. I have a hard time letting go of some shows. That yeah. I like, like, I don't want to let you go. You've been so good. Maybe it'll come back, you know. <laughs> We can pray. But, oh my so, who are you voting or rooting for on MasterChef Junior? We'll start there. I, okay, so right now it's between Addison and it's between Avery. I absolutely love them too, and I think Avery is a little firecracker. She's been blooming the last couple of weeks, and when she made that um, crawfish etouffee. I wanted to fall on the floor. I said, please make that for me right now. I love both of those girls. She is from the bayou and so adorable. And she's already so, you know, proud of her heritage and loves to talk about, you know, her roots from Louisiana. Yep. And then there's Addison, who is just, a little doll. I love them both. Um, I don't know. It, I mean, that's almost a toss-up. I don't know which it one. It's so hard to pick because when I was just watching um, this past week's episode and they had the challenges and they had the challenge at um, Ramsey's house and I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh no, these teams are divided pretty well because I'm like, if the red team wins, then, you know, um, Avery's safe. I'm like, but if the blue team loses, then we may lose Addison because she's the team leader. I know. I was so afraid. I was so, so, I was so scared. And then when the red team won, I'm like, you know, Addison really proved in her competition that she can pick up the slack, she can direct her team, and she can take, she just can take control of it. And I think that really showed the judges that, she can push through this competition and be a winner of MasterChef Junior. And I think it's going to be a stiff competition between her and Avery. I know Zach's got some, you know, um, buzz to him, but I really think this is a girl season win. I hope so. I know the judges seem to be giving a lot of attention to Zach, and it kind of worries me. 
I completely, completely agree. But I think they're giving him that attention due to him being like so much older and him in a sense having he should be taking on the role of leadership because he's so old. And in this past week's competition, you know, with Amaya, her really like falling back due to pressure, they like told him, you know, you got to kick it into full gear. Come on, let's do this. And I kind of felt like, well, you know what, that's not really fair to him because he's not the leader of it. Yes, he needs to take control because he's the only one that seems like Ken at the moment, but I really think that they're favoriting him towards being, because he's like just being, because he's older. I feel like that's the reason why. But I really think the girls have a 100% chance of winning this competition. We have a caller. I want to jump in on this conversation. Oh, exciting. Jason? Hey, what's up? What's going on? How are on? you? Not too much. Oh, by the way, uh, n- nobody's able to get through to the chat room. Nobody can get into the chat room? Uh-uh. I, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was wondering why nobody was in the chat room. Yeah, um, it's saying server's too busy. But, uh. Another blog talk bug. <laughs> these bugs. But we'll I'm get telling you. Don't be worried, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, blog talk has its issues, let me tell you. But we can talk on air. So. Yep. We'll and just keep going. I I like I like the Kyrie Kyrie I think it is. I I was kind of hoping it would be her too. I li- I like Avery too, but Addison is the person I want to win. Yeah, you know? Kaya Kaya is so strong. She really is a, such a strong competitor, and that was like my kind of sad moment was when she went home. I was like, you know, it's such a hard decision between the the teams and. I really hope that she doesn't stop cooking and she keeps continuing to go. Well, I I, I just kind of felt like, you know, they should have just said, okay, you know what, we can't do it this way because we, you know, nothing against Maya, but uh, I, I, I think she would have been the better one to go over Kyrie. Yep. I definitely had sat back and thought, you know what, Amaya and I think it was J.J., um, I believe that they should have just, like, said, you know what, these are the two teams. We're not going to pick a team winner. We're just going to pull two people out of the competition because I definitely think great, like, a great person went home that could have competed very well in this competition. I think so, too. Yeah. It's amazing to see these kids at that age cook like they do. I mean, I still can't cook some of the things that they cook, and I've been cooking all my life. And to see them cook like they do, it it just blows me away. I wouldn't even know how to start. <laughs> They're so talented. And, you know, I just, it breaks my heart when you see them, you know, leave. And one of the things that I love most about MasterChef Junior is the support that they all give each other. It's not like Hell's Kitchen where they're all fighting and feuding and, you know, where there's backstabbing. And, you know, of course, that's yep. great TV, too. You know, we all watch it for that, you know. But on MasterChef Junior, 
those kids all support each other yeah, and it's love so each great. other and help each other. I mean, it's a challenge. And if one of them needs something, even when they're getting down to the final six, one of them needed, um, what was it, milk or something the other day and yep. or cream. And they, you know, one of the others helped and said, here, I have, I have some extra. Here you go. You know, she could have taken that little girl out of the competition right then and there and said, no, you can't have mine. But she gave her what she had extra and kept her in the competition. And you would never see that happen on, like, Hell's Kitchen, you know, or any of the other adult, you know, competitions. And it's just so precious. It's just so awesome to see. It's the innocence in the kids. They they don't look yeah. to hurt one another. They they know at that age they know what's right and wrong, and they're just they're just giving, and it's just it's really sweet to see. It is so wonderful. I just wish adults could keep that <laughs> in their hearts. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people just can't do it. <laughs> it's sad. It really, <laughs> it really is. It's sad to see yeah, that, you know, we get so hardened as adults. But I'm know. just really excited to see um, how this competition, you know, finishes up. I, I think there's just such a strong um, team right now in this challenge. I just think that they're going to really bring their all, and it's not going to be, you know, somebody has more of an advantage kind of thing. I think they're all strong in their own way. They're all ready to take on this last challenge and knock it out of the park. And that final challenge, when it's just the final two, they have their families standing up there, you know, on the rail watching them. Imagine that pressure. OMG. Those kids have just, like, the weight of the world on them, and they're just cooking their little butts off. And do an amazing job with a time limit, you know, on top of it. All the chefs are watching them, their families watching, all the kids are there, you know, that have been on for the entire season. They're all Mm -hmm. back. And all eyes are on them. And they put out just an amazing, you know, like three-course Meal, I I think it's a three course. It's the final. Yeah. Um. It is. And all within like forty five minutes, I think, is the time they give them. And I just don't know how those kids get that much talent and are able to work under that kind of pressure. It's just amazing to me. I I just. I'm in awe of those kids. I think they're I so mean, incredible. Comparing them to the actual, like, Hell's Kitchen show, it, it's, like, <laughs> remarkable to me that these kids don't, like, some of them do, but majority of these kids don't crack under pressure. Like, they get in there and they do what they have to do, and then when you switch to Hell's Kitchen, it's like some of these, some of these contestants can't handle to make a single pizza or boil spaghetti. I know. It's, it's just like it's mind blowing to me. 
I mean, I'm sure it's not easy. Believe me, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's just like it's interesting to compare both shows and watch adults fold under the pressure. This House Kitchen was the first time in a long time that on the very first episode, the red team, the female team, actually finished a dinner service on the first episode. That's absolutely crazy. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Usually, Mm -hmm. he, you know, has booted both teams out of the kitchen before they finish a dinner service, you know? (laughs) He's usually harsh. He's usually harsh as hell the first night. Oh, yeah. But, But these guys, they were just, they were just not, like, pulling it and bringing it together. And this, like, starting out, like, when I watched was when I was watching that the, um, the season premiere, and I was watching this, and they're going in, and they're making their, like, dishes, you know, to present to um, Ramsey. And it's, like, their signature dish or whatever. And um, as I'm watching them going along, and I'm noticing in the kitchen, um, Kevin, he's making a pizza, right? Um, a Caesar salad pizza. And I noticed he's using, um, like, storeboard, um, storeboard dough. And then I noticed he's using, like, Caesar dressing from a bottle. And I'm just looking. I'm like, am I the only one that's right flagging this? And, <laughs> no. then, <laughs> and then he comes out and brings his dish, and, like, Ramsey looks at him. I'm looking at the TV, and I'm, like, looking around in my room at the mosque. I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. And I'm like, I put the pillow in front of my face a little bit. I'm like, because this is about to get really, really grimy. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey called him out hard on that one. I He's like, do you want to go home now? Do you yeah. want to go home now? <laughs> like, who thinks to use, who thinks to use, like, store-bought dough and store-bought dressing? Like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, you're supposed to make that just in case if you haven't seen the show. <laughs> that it was, was so crazy. bad, bad. Ugh. I guess, oh you know, that's, that's almost like he's never seen the show before. You know, like exactly. you said. That's like, just asking for an ask doing from Ramsey. <laughs> it's like, could you do anything, like, worse to make him get angry? No, I don't think so. But this cast, the way they started off this season, it looks like it's going to be a crazy freaking season. Yeah. I just, I cannot, I cannot wait to see how this all pans out because they're just literally yelling at each other, going back and forth, and I'm used to, I mean, I'm used to, like, everybody stepping on each other's toes, but this season, everybody is just ready to go at it. I'm like, yes, bring it on. Can we have more than one episode a week? (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would do more than one season of Big Brother a year. Oh my God! Yes. Oh, not me. No. <laughs> I I couldn't do that. I love the oh, brother, but, now. but I I, could, I don't think I could cover like six months of the brother in a year. I think I was like emotionally broke down or something. <laughs> it's a lot of work. A lot of work, and we commend everybody who is out there and that updates and and do their thing. Like it's not an easy job. I I kind of think it's the perfect show for the winter, though. I mean, 
just, you know, it's cold. Nobody's playing outside, you know. There's nothing to do. I mean, you have, uh, you have, um, BB Canada, but that's not till March, and it's almost springtime then. Exactly. But, I mean, it, you know, I mean, summer's great, but, I mean, uh, you know, it's like, I really don't have nothing to do in the winter, so I'd enjoy it thoroughly. I would love nothing more than to see a winter edition happen every year. And when they did it the first time during Big Brother 9 when there was a writer strike, and everybody, I feel like everybody was so addicted to Big Brother 8 because of Evil Dick and how the game was played and how raw and crazy it was. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, I need this, I need this, I need this. And they announced the winter edition, and, like, I remember freaking out so hard. Yes. And... That winter edition, a lot of people say, you know, oh, that was the worst season ever. I didn't think so. No. I mean, they, I it, it was, was never boring. What were you going to say, I, Rachel? I thought... Hello? Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was kind of, Interesting, you know, because they didn't really, uh, the picks they had weren't so, you know, I mean, it was just kind of like an at-the-moment picks, and I kind of thought that it brought out a lot more character in them. I mean, it wasn't, they were more let loose, like, you know. Right. I I mean, it was a a little wild, but I mean, it it was one of the more enjoyable seasons for me. Definitely think that they were spot on with like the perfect like to bring it in the winter time and like the the theme they had along with it like the love connection basically and pairing people in the house as like lovers. I definitely think that was like a spot on thing for winter because the Valentine's Day right around the corner. So I did like that aspect in it, but far one of the, far from one of the worst seasons ever. Yeah, I didn't think it was worse season ever either. I mean, there's definitely seasons I could choose that were worse than that. Um, Certainly more boring than that. And I thought it was entertaining. I mean, they they were nonstop entertainment. They... They kept it going all the time in that that house. It was sometimes a little, you know, crazy, (laughs) Um, but something was always going on in that house for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just to let you guys know, the chat's back up. Awesome. So people can get back in the chat room. Yep. They may have tried earlier and gave it, given up, but if you can hear us, you can get back in the chat room now. <laughs> um, get back up, guys. Oh. So I'll let I'll let the people know that we're contacting us about it. Blog talk certainly has its issues. Sometimes we. 
we never know what might happen on Blog Talk, but we just keep rolling with it and uh, keep going. We get you to roll with the punches. Amen to that. Yep. <laughs> That's what we do. So what do you think you guys think this season is going to be on Big Brother? Do you think it's going to be an All-Stars? I don't think so. I know a I lot think, of people do, but I don't I don't really think so. The chatter right now, everybody is like leaning towards uh Big Brother um All-Stars, but I don't think it will be. And for me, like the connection that I put along with it, like Big Brother, I think it was Big Brother um, 6, they renewed, um, either Big Brother 6 or Big Brother 5, they renewed for two seasons, and they redid the house, and then we season, um, Big Brother 7, we got all-stars. So, like, Big Brother 16, they renewed for 17 and 18. And it was kind of like, in my head, I was kind of like, oh, my goodness, it's kind of maybe following the same pattern, maybe Big Brother 18, we'll see, you know, um, an all-stars, but... I think the chat the chatter is too heavy right now. I would love to see it, but it would be so interesting on how they would do it. Yeah, I you know, they start these rumors every year. And you never know from year to year how much of the rumors are true and how much they just throw out there to sort of lead us off track. Mm-hmm. Right. And you never know what's really going to happen. And I honestly, truly think that they don't even know what's happening right now. I don't think they have a game motion in playing yet. So if the rumor mill continue to breed its rumors, because as we start getting closer to Big Brother, it starts getting crazier, and I absolutely love the rumor mill at that time. Well, what's crazy to me is that, like, they have rumors of, like, release dates or, like, premiere dates and stuff like that, and it's, like, January, and you're already starting rumors of CBS releasing release dates. Like, can we just chill for a second? (laughs) (laughs) It's only January. Right. It's only January. I love a good rumor, though, because usually you don't really start hearing them that early. You hear them here and there, nothing really that crazy, but it's like everybody spurs up and they're ready to go, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) I I think one of my favorite rumors last year was the rumor of, like, the um, have-not room, like, spinning 24-7, and you would have to wait until, like, it, you got back over to the door or something like that. And if you didn't wait, then you had to, like, stay in there another 10 minutes or something. It was really interesting. Yeah, I did enjoy that, too. I remember that. It was a well-put-together rumor. <laughs> and it's like it sounded solid. You're like, okay, I can see that happening because that's something I can see it happening. You never know what they're going to do with that happening right. room. That is true. It's like I just can't wait to see it. Like I'm excited for the new season of Survivor. I'm excited for the new season of Big Brother. I'm excited for the shows that are on right now to see how they play out. And then American Idol's last season is on now. Yeah, which is crazy because I never thought American Idol would freaking end. 
<laughs> I know. That's it's absolutely it's unreal to me. It's like you remember it just starting, and then you think about it like, how many years ago was that? I think it's been on for, like, what? It's been like since 2000. 2000. I want to say 2000, 2001, something like that. It's been a long time. Yeah. Because I know that there are, like, they're like um, 16, 15 and 16-year-olds coming on there saying that they've been watching since they were, like, one or two. So it's been on since at least 2003. Three at least. It's um. Oh, let me see. Um, debuted as a summer replacement for shows in June 2002. So yeah, 2002 it started. 2002. Of course, Nick going to the Google. I had to hit the Google. <laughs> Got to pull that that evidence. Pull receipts on the Google. That's amazing to think, you know, they've been on all this time. And they pretty much stuck with their their main host for a long time. And then, you know, the last few years it started breaking down. But mm-hmm. for a long time they kept the same host with Randy and... Um, Uh, wasn't Simon Cowell uh, in there? Yeah, it yeah, was Simon. Randy, Simon, Paula. And Paula, Paula yeah. Yeah. Which it was like, for me, during that um, during that show, it was like that first, like, really, like, reality TV show that you see major disagreements, like, right there in front of you with the judges. Oh, yeah. Simon loved to disagree. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, really I think... like him that much. part of what made the show was people like to see him disagree with the other host of the show or judges or whatever yeah. you want to call mm-hmm. them. Um, they really enjoyed that. It was something new uh, for us. And people really enjoyed that. And when he left, you know, that was the beginning of the demise of American Idol and people are now saying you know oh it's it's so milk toast and criticize the the singers enough about you know what's truly wrong with their voices and you know no matter how bad they sing they give them you know positive you know um, criticism and and they just you know say that they're all too nice yeah, and well, I pre- I think I think now they they don't show them doing that, but when they have cuz like each it only comes on once a week or, or like they only sing once a week. So I think the week that they lead up preparing is the week that they hear all of the stuff that is wrong with their voice and all the stuff they need to work on. And even now during the live shows, like um Harry Connick Jr. and J-Lo like they'll they are quick to tell you, like, look, I didn't really like it. You know, it was it was all right. But they don't just sit there and bash the um, contestants like what used to happen on the show. Right. 
And I think that's good. I I didn't really like seeing people get bashed on national TV. I mean, I think right. that that's almost like bullying, you know. And some people love to see that, but to me, it was almost heart wrenching, you know, to see pe- somebody get up there and try their hardest and then just get, you know. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was it was a little hard to watch and. So I don't mind that it's it's not as harsh as it used to be. Yeah, me either. And Harry Connick Jr. is like a really good judge. When he came on, um, not this season but the last season, I, I honestly thought, I was like, that's the best thing that's happened to American Idol in a long time with him coming on as a judge. Yeah, I really like him. I did The only like, thing that I'm, they do... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. No, continue. The only thing that they do that I don't like is when somebody's singing and they start talking amongst themselves or they go in, they go up and start interacting with them while they're singing or doing something on oh, yeah, the audition while they're singing. To me, you know, let the person sing and, and do their thing and then say what you have to say, don't interrupt them, give them their few minutes that they have to sing, and then make your comments or whatever, you know. Sometimes they interrupt them, and to me it's just very disrespectful. No, or I let them distract them before their audition, and they're all, like, flustered and nervous and stuff. Okay. I've noticed that a lot, too. I don't but mind. I do like, think they have um, some great hosts. Go ahead. I, I keep I don't, interrupting. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I don't like when Simon Cowell used to be on. Um, I didn't like when they would have somebody finish singing. Like I didn't mind when he would be blunt with them and be like, "You can't sing," and the others would be like, "Oh, you did great. That was so awesome." Like I understand. Like yeah, you want to tell somebody they did good. Like you know, you really did try your hardest, and that's where like I draw the line. Like I would tell somebody, you know, you really tried your hardest, but you know, this isn't really your thing. And some people, like, there's people out there that think that they're, you know, the gift of God with singing, and they can't sing. And, and I'll be the first to admit, like, you know, kind of like sing. us. Yeah, like Rachel now, we'll just be singing here and there on FaceTime, and we think we're God's creations of singers, and we're not. We just joke around about it. And it's like, I would really want somebody to be like, you can't sing, so just shut up. <laughs> and it really is, yeah, it changes I, your own, you know? I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> I literally cannot carry a tune if you gave me a great big old bucket to carry it in. So I wouldn't even try to sing on any of those shows. Oh no no no! I would literally, um, I would I would like sometimes I think I can sing and I'll be like, oh, listen to me, I can sing. And then there's days I wake up and I'll be like, and I'll be like, oh no, you should not go out of the house today. That's not a thing. Do not go out singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my, my my own worst critic. Tone deaf. I I can't. I know I can't sing. But it's, there's a difference. Like we can tell ourselves these things. We understand that we're not that great at doing something, and we you know we shouldn't. Pro- we, sh- we I know that I shouldn't make my life um about be having a singing career. I mean, let's face it, we're not the next Adele. No, we are not the next Adele. 
I will say hello from the other side over here where I'm not singing. Yeah, I'll say hello from my keyboard. Let me try that in real quick. Oh, my goodness, that's hilarious. Where I'm not hurting anybody. Right. Oh, my God, let's take the wheel. Oh, my goodness. Do you watch The Voice as well? I did, but this past season, I was just really busy with, like, moving and stuff, so I never, like, had the opportunity to watch it. So this past season, I didn't, but I've watched every other season before that. I love The Voice. I enjoy it. I um, I didn't watch The Voice. Um, I only watched one season, though. I watched the one with Christina Grimmie. Yeah. And um, I was followed her on YouTube for so many years, and then when I found out that she was going to be on there, I was so excited because that girl can sing her butt off. Yes, she can. And I was so upset when she didn't win that competition. Oh, it crushed my heart. I almost like the voice better than the American Idol. Um simply because of the way they do things, you know. Um, They don't, you don't have to have, you know, that special look. You know, they strictly go off the voice to get on the show. And to me, you know, that that's what it should be about. It shouldn't matter what you look like. Um, And they, one of the guys that that made it, you know, um, actually, I think he won this past season, was a guy that was, you know, his look was something you, you would never expect to see win one of these competitions. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I definitely... But he had a voice that was just incredible, and it was it was awesome to see him get the opportunity to go on a show like that and have you know his voice carry him through and actually win the show because his voice was just that good right. and Toward the end, it, you know, it's the full voting. It's not the voice. It's not the show. Yep. Um, it's on Twitter. It goes over to Twitter and the people vote. And so I just like the way they set it up. I think it it's done very well. And the whole premise of the show is... is awesome, I think, um, in allowing people to have a chance that normally wouldn't. So Yeah, it kind of it kind of annoys me that when you watch like American Idol sometimes and you'll hear them say, You got it, you're the package, you're the dream package, the look, the sound. And when you said that and I said, you know what, I said, Terry, you're absolutely right because when you take a look at the voice, you could like any size, anything like comes on and they they don't have a chance to see who it is. They don't have a chance to judge. They only listen to a sound. Right. And it, and it puts it into perspective for you that 
when they turn around and it's like they get blown away half the time because they're like, oh, my God, that voice came out of, out of that. Right. It's so funny to see them, you know, turn around and see, you know, and be surprised at who they, you know, who the person is that just sang because oftentimes they are so shocked, you know, at who just sang to them. Um, but it just happened on American Idol recently. My husband and I were watching, and they told one contestant, you know, you had some issues and you had some pitch problems, and we're not going to, you know, put you through. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. And the guy was from the South, obviously, um, and a very big guy, very heavy set. The very next guy came in, had the look, also had pitch problems. They told him he, you know, had pitch problems, didn't sing any better than the guy just before him. And they told him, you have pitch problems, but they put him through. Which show is this? This was just on a few episodes ago of, of American Idol. And I'm trying to think that. It, that's what I was asking. To me, if I was the guy that didn't make it through and watched that, I would be like, you know, he told me I had pitch problems and sent me home, and the very next contestant had pitch problems, and you put him through. Was it just because of my size? Exactly. You know? And that's like, when you start to think about those things, it's where it's like, it kind of draws a line of like, people that watch this show have to like, be like, well, I'm the same size, and it's like, now I feel some type of way. I don't look like a certain way. I shouldn't be allowed on a show. You know, and it's just like, it sucks when that happens because it's like, it's to the point of where just give everybody a chance, give everybody a shot. And it's my favorite thing when they bring people on the show and the judges already like make a prejudgment about them. And then the person opens their mouth and they sing like an angel and they get blown away. And it's like, yeah, stick it up, stick it up, you know where, because this person can sing. They, They don't have the look, but you know what? Screw you. Right, you know that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, to me, it shouldn't matter what you look like. I mean, Adele isn't, you know, a size two either, but her voice is freaking amazing. Yep. And to me, it shouldn't matter what size you are, what you look like. If you've got that amazing voice, you should have every opportunity. And to me. I just don't think they offer that sometimes on American Idol where they do on The Voice. And that's why I kind of switched from, you know, I I love both shows, but if I could only watch one, I would probably watch The Voice. And I think that might be why American Idol is doing its, farewell tour because I think the voice did get a lot of its um audience. Yep. 
And the and the commentary on the voice between Blake and um, Adam is like it makes the show <laughs> so much better because it's just hilarious. I know those two go back and forth, and it has the whole package. It has comedy. It tells the the person's you know the contestant's backstory, so you get that heartwarming, heart touching story. Oftentimes that that, you know, can oftentimes make a show that you want to hear. It has, you know, the comedy and the, the you know, back and forth between Blake and Adam that is hilarious. Um, right. And it has the talent of the contestants that the show is made of. And it just has all those those segments put together that makes a show great. And they just got that perfect recipe. They really do. And I, I love mean, it. I love that show. And and um, they switch up their their judges too, which I think helps because if you don't like some of the judges, except for Blake and Adam, the other the two in the middle switch up. So right. you get a variety. And I think that definitely is like a key thing to the formula because not like you have these set judges, you kind of feel like they're always going to change out. And I'm not going to lie, I am a huge Gwen Stefani fan, so I'm excited that she's like on that show. Isn't Christina coming back for the next season? I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I'm not. I'm not sure though. Performs again. I love when Christina Aguilera performs. I wish it would be like a, like a, kind of like a reality TV show for, you know, like, like and that brings singers on, you know, and to like sing and like for like maybe like the audience to judge them or something. Like, I just think that would like that would be like such an awesome concept. I don't even know what the show name would be, but if anybody's listening out there, you'd like to contact me for some information. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> if they brought on, if they brought on, like say, like 16 singers, right, and they had America vote them through to who sang, let's say, like the best each week or something like that, like pull an American Idol kind of thing. And like, I think it would be really interesting to incorporate that because I enjoy watching the lip sync battle. And I love watching all the stars, like, lip sync their stuff. And it's absolutely hilarious. And I'm just thinking, like, turning this, like, the scene around onto, like, actual, like, celebrities and put them through with, like, normal, average, like, say, Americans do every year on a show, I think that would be an interesting concept. Well, did you ever oh, hear yeah. about the show, um, did you ever hear about the show Rising Star on ABC? Did you ever hear no. about that show? No. Well, yeah. they had, they had, like, this big wall. And the contestants would stand in the middle. And then they had, like, I think it was, like, three or four judges. And I know Ludacris and Brad Paisley were two of them. I can't remember the other one. I think it was, like, Tesha or something like that. I think she was the other one. And yes. um but it's her show. Yeah. And um, so they had this wall that was in front of them. And the contestants would, like, get in the middle and they would sing. And then um, America could vote live on their app. And... Um, whenever you were voting, like, if the contestant reached over 70%, 
um, they would like the wall, the wall would go up, and they would make it through the next round. And the judges voted votes counted as like so much percentage or whatever. It was a really interesting uh, concept. So now I would like to see that. I'm going to have to, like, look it up because that sounds like a really interesting concept for a show. Yeah, you're going to have to look it really I don't think it comes on anymore. No, it, it it didn't make it too long. But it was a great concept. And I don't know why it didn't it didn't catch on, but it was Kesha's show. Um, she, yeah. I think she was the producer of it. And I think trying to get the social interaction it was a little maybe a little too early yet Mm -hmm. Um, people may not have been quite ready for to stay with it you know Um, right It's a few years down the road now. It might, it might have just been a few years too early, Pause. you know, to keep, yeah, to keep that social interaction. Um, but I did like the concept, and I wish that you know maybe they'd give it another shot because I like when fans get to have you know some of the say in what's happening with the contestants. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Now, was that show on in the summertime? Like, didn't it premiere in the summertime? I can't remember when that came on. Oh, my gosh. I feel like it, I feel like it did because I feel like I'm, like, remembering, like, watching, like, the promos for it as, like, like it would be as you were watching, like, another show or whatever. Right. I feel like I feel like I remember seeing like it during the summer or something like that. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna look that up because that actually sounds like it would be really good. Maybe they'll bring it back. Just like maybe they'll bring back the glass house on ABC. <laughs> I don't think that'll be a thing. You know, that was a show that I thought was gonna be great and um Oh gosh, the name of it's slipping my mind right now. Um, on a couple of years ago, that was supposed to be on for 365 days. Um, um, oh, Utopia. There you go. Yeah, Utopia. I I thought that was going to be a huge hit. Oh yeah, I did too. And and it has been in other countries. Why it didn't make it here, I just don't understand it. I just think, again, it was one of those things where people weren't ready for it and people didn't really understand the concept. It's something new when people, I don't think, really take, um, take take a liking to, like, new things and trying to give it a chance. And I definitely thought it was an interesting concept. I just think maybe if people gave it a chance more, it would have lasted. I yeah, just, I think I, so, like I think shows like that um, tend to 
like we like people who like reality TV, people who like Big Brother and Survivor. That's their kind of show. But it's it's just pretty much like trying to grab an audience attention. Just like, do you remember a couple of years ago, a couple of summers ago, ABC did that like reality show of the murder mystery. Murder mystery. They did it. It was a summer show, and I think it was on after the Glass House or something, or it was, or it was just on the. I don't. I think it was on a Saturday or something. But they did this show, and it was a murder mystery show. And oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, I, oh goodness, I'm gonna have to look it up. ABC murder mystery show. Oh, who done it? Yes, who done it? 2013. Thank you. Yep, it aired in 2013. And to be honest, I really enjoyed that show. I know it was pre-recorded and stuff like that, but I enjoyed the storyline they had along with it. I enjoyed what they were trying to do, and I really wanted them to bring that back. Because to be honest, during like during the summer, there yeah, we watched Big Brother all summer, but to see a show like that, something different, and I do enjoy like murder mystery things like that. So they captured me. I see people in the chat saying, "Yes, I'm Jason Lee, who done it? Yes, I love." I've had a few of the that. contestants from Who Done It on this show. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now I'm so hyped. <laughs> oh my goodness! One Actually, I have one that's wanting to come back on here. Um, I just talked to her recently, and she's like. Let me know when I can come back on your show. Um, so that show I thought was really well done. Yep. I, I would really love to see that done again. Yeah, I really wish they would have continued it because the concept was absolutely phenomenal. And I will still, like, sometimes, like, it, it's really, like, I have downtime and there's nothing to watch and nothing's, like, capturing my attention. Like, I'll try and find it online and watch it somewhere. Because it was just, like, the, the storyline of it was just so good. Yeah, um, that that was a great show. Um, there's been a few. One of my very favorite, favorite reality shows of all time was way back when, so bad when they started bringing in reality people to it, um, but that was The Mole. The first two seasons of The Mole was... The Mole. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I my forgot gosh. It made you think. You you had to think a lot when you watched The Mole. You know, you, I totally forgot. You'd be doing other things, you know, about about your day, you know, all week long. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you'd be thinking, you know, oh, I wonder if he did that to make that person think, you know, think they were doing this. And you, you would be wondering all week long if so-and-so did something to make the other person think they were the mole. Oh, I wonder if he did that to make oh. that person think they were the mole. Oh, I remember, you know. Thing, oh, that's the funny thing. It was just, I totally forgot about that show. My mom and I used to watch it, and we would do the same thing. 
Some people said that you almost had to think, um. Yup. That people didn't like to to have to think that much to enjoy a TV show. And Mm -hmm. to me, it was so much fun trying to figure it out. I love shows that keep you incorporated like that, that keep you thinking and, like, wanting more and what's going to happen, what scenario can this, like, I wish we had more of that. I do, too. I definitely think that would be something, you know, for maybe the next, like, the, the coming hey, up here. Yeah? Um, I'm going to have to get off here because my tornado sirens are going off outside my house. So oh, my gosh. Take huh? cover. Yeah, I'm going to go take cover and make sure there's no tornadoes coming. So thank you all for having me on. Rachel, please be safe. I will. I'm about to go actually get in my safe room now, so I will. Okay. Um, where are you? I'll where are you at, Rachel? Later. I'm in Mississippi. Please be safe, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let us know how you're doing, babe. Okay. You I will. Thank, you'll be thanks safe. for having me on. Yeah. All right. Take care, babe. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye, Bye-bye, Rachel. Hun. Keep in contact. Gosh, I hope she's yeah. okay. She was letting me know that um, that bad weather was coming up her way. And I said, you know, I said, just if it starts getting crazy, just let us, I said, just let us know if anything's going on. And if you have to leave, you have to leave. But my girlfriend is here, so she's going to be in contact with Rachel. We're making sure she's okay. Oh, good. Yeah. I know what that's like, and it's not fun. We're, we're yeah. in an area where we get tornadoes through here, too, and that's crazy scary. Yeah, it's just crazy uh, how often, like it happens. I tell you, the last few days has been just absolutely nuts. Um, I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that today is the third anniversary of my house fire. And day before yesterday, all of my smoke alarms in my house started going off. Oh, my goodness. And... Scared me to death. I couldn't figure out why they were going off. I'm running to the house trying to, you know, see if there's any smoke. There's no smoke anywhere. Mm-hmm. I go to my alarm. I'm pushing my code into my alarm, and the alarms are not going off. They're not turning off. And I'm like, why aren't they turning off, you know? So I didn't know what to do. My one dog, we lost one of our dogs in the fire, and... My other dog is here. She's an Afghan home. And mm-hmm. she is, like, crying. And I guess it brought back, you know, memories of the fire, obviously. She's crying and yeah. going crazy. And I had to let her out of the house because she was just so upset. And I wound up having to call my husband home from work. I was afraid fire trucks were going to, you know, start arriving and police and everything. I had neighbors knocking on my door, checking on me. I called the our ADT system, and I called the company, and I'm like, you know, why isn't the system turning my alarms off? And they said, we're not even getting an alert from you. So she had me start taking my system apart, and nothing was working. My husband gets home. The only thing that worked was he got a ladder and had to get up to the ceiling and take each one of these down there. There's like five or six of them throughout the house. 
had to take oh each one of them down and take the batteries out of each one of them. And once you get all the batteries out of all of them, then it finally stops. But until he got the last battery out of every one of them, it wouldn't stop. And so finally he gets all the batteries out. It finally stops and to the store and gets new batteries and puts new batteries in. And then it's fine. And so we talked to ADT again and come to find out these alarms are not even attached to our new ADT system. These are old fire alarms that were built when our house was built. And they're not even attached to our new ADT system. And so it was just one of those crazy things that happened apparently because one battery went dead without even giving us the little chirp that they normally do. Yeah. And just sent me like through one of those tailspins where I, after you've had a house fire and you have fire alarms going off like that, it just wreaks havoc on your nerves. And I was scared to death. That is, but, that is absolutely <laughs> crazy. Like, Thankfully, I mean, my husband was able to come home and got it figured out. But, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm happy everything is okay. Like, I know it's like, I always think, like, I always think in, like, the sense of when that stuff happens and you can't explain it, it's like there's a reason why that has happened. Like, there's a reason why they went off. And, like, I always think it's like somebody's looking out for you and, hey, that triggers something. Maybe you were about to do something that could have happened. You know what I'm saying? And it was like somebody looking out triggering something and it changed something you were going to do. I always Possibly. believe that I, I hope so. I hope there's an angel always watching over me. Oh, I believe there is. I believe there's. everybody has their guardian angel. That was just I'm a so- crazy, crazy one of those oddities that, you know, you just don't ever expect. And uh, sometimes I think life is the biggest reality show ever. <laughs> sometimes I say to myself, could could I imagine if there was cameras following me around all day and I was broadcast as 24-7? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely, absolutely not. Well, I'm happy that everything is okay and everything is everything is good. Yeah, we're fine. It's just. Uh, it's definitely. Not I right. wish that we could we could get those connected onto our our system so that it was all one and they weren't separate systems. You know, it would make yeah. it a lot easier. <laughs> maybe maybe ATT can do something for you guys. Yeah, we're going to check with them and see if they can connect them. Cool. But I didn't mean to get off topic there. Um, That's fine. What else are you watching until Big Brother starts? Honest, I I took a look at um, the challenge show on MTV, Follow of the Bloodlines. I took a look at that show. I'd never heard of it before. And I'm like, wow, they have a lot of seasons. I watched the latest episode... I am so hooked. I said to myself, how did I not know about the show? 
Yes, it's incredible. I've been watching, that's another one of those shows I've been watching since it started. And I'm absolutely hooked on that show. Um, so incredibly hooked. I it's, couldn't, this test. This test episode, I just could not believe, like, the challenges they had to do. When they did the underwater challenge, I was like, I can do that. I was like, I want to do it. I want to try it. I want to go underwater. Yeah, swimming underwater to have to go to that little box that just had air, a little bit of air underwater. Only four people were able to even complete it. Yep. And half of the time, I was sitting there like, okay, this person is going to get it. They go, and it's like they they psychologically psych themselves out and retreat to the top. And they were so close. I know. That they were one right was, there. I was like, just push through and go. And, like, I just kept thinking to myself, like, when I'm underwater and say, like, we're playing an underwater game, like, we play crab where you have to, like, put your, like, you have to stand there and somebody swims under, like, under your legs and go out to the right. other side. And, like, and I know when I get to the end of the pool, when I have to go across the whole pool, it's like that little panic mode when you're, like, you're running out of air and you're, like, no, I can make it, and you push yourself. That whole time, that's the feeling I was feeling. I'm, like, you can go. Go, go, go. Come on. Oh, yep. my goodness. Oh, it's so good. Now I'm hooked. This is this is the first time they've had family members on the challenge. Seriously? So it, yes. And it adds that extra layer of drama to it because now mm-hmm. they have family members on there with them. So, you know, when you have your family on there, you're going to push even harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody better talk about your family. You're going to cover your family's ass even harder. You know, it's just a whole new ball game when you have family on with you. Um, you're not just playing for yourself. You're not just looking out for your game. You're playing for two people. You're watching somebody else's back, and it's like now the stakes are even higher. Whenever I see TV shows and there's family on it, I always think of the real the Real Housewives of New Jersey episode when Teresa flipped it was flipping the table. Don't you talk about my family? That's all that comes yep. to mind. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I love somebody that watches Real Housewives. I mean, and a guy that watches Real Housewives, I think, is just so special because that's a show my husband just w- refuses to watch and. <laughs> It's like, why? It's just as good as all the other reality shows we watch. But it is. It's so dramaful and entertaining. I think he, it really, he feels like there's just a stigma to it, you know, and he just <laughs> refuses to watch for Housewives. But like, I watch I watch old TV shows with my mom. Whatever my mom watches, I watch with her, and we could sit back and bullshit because for the longest time it was just her and I, her and I that watched Big Brother. And my grandmother, whenever I stay with her and my grandparents, she's like, "Can you put the Real Housewives on for me?" And I'm like, "What are you watching?" She's watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in there, and it's just it's like it's just another show. It's really good drama to watch. <laughs> Gosh, you remind me a lot of Ron. He used to watch these shows with his his grandma and his family and sounds so familiar to hear you talk about watching it with your family. Oh, thank you. 
That's a big compliment, by the way. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I know we, we have talked um, in the past about some stuff. So, like, that really, like, hits hard. And, I, and and I'm happy that I remind you of somebody. And, you know, it yeah, really makes me... he's very, very special to me. So that's a huge compliment. Thank you. And I know how hard it is. And I'm just, I'm so happy that I have this newfound friendship with you. And you do amazing things. And thank you, everybody, that's still listening, because this is an awesome show. Hashtag sappy moment. Hashtag sappy moment. I always do a sappy. It always happens. (laughs) For goodness sake, whenever I bring Meg on my show, I always make her cry good sappy tears. And I'm like, I'm the only person that makes you cry. (laughs) Aw, that's so sweet. She's adorable. Oh, my gosh. She's such a sweetheart. She's a love. Really yes, is. Joe. How about Real World? Real World actually started before the challenge. A lot of the people that are on the challenge were on Real World um, or Road Rules, and I'm pretty sure that one did start in 2000. That's one of the very first reality shows. Is Real World. I remember everybody and, would watch Real World. Oh my God, are you watching Real World? And I never got into it. I know oh Rachel gosh, watched it this I, year and there. I did. And I've never grown up. <laughs> I still watch all the MTV shows. I just refuse to grow up. Hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There are shows out there that we will always watch. And, and I always say this I will never forget the moment when they were talking Big Brother up so much when it was about to start. And I'll never remember sitting down with my family in front of the TV and watching Julie Chen walk the streets of Los Angeles and greeting all the house guests coming out of their black, um, um, like, um, whatever, whatever the fan cars that they were. And I'll never forget yeah. that moment of her introducing all the house guests and it being such this crazy experience. And that's what really set me on the road of, like, reality TV and watching and being so in-depth with it. Yeah, it's just something that, I mean, I started watching, My this goes way back, I'm really going to date myself now. My husband and I started watching um, shows called The Eco Challenge. And those were... Those were on Lifetime, I think it was, Discovery or Lifetime, and they showed them all weekend long. It was like around the clock, all weekend long, for an entire weekend. Oh, my goodness. And it was a Mark Burnett production, and Mark Burnett would be up in his helicopter. They would be racing in, like, Borneo or, you know, one of these, countries where the terrain is just incredible mm-hmm. and they would be you know hiking through tremendous trails up mountains they would have to canoe they would have to bike they would have to you know um rappel and do all kinds of crazy things for days and then um, 
some of the teams, I mean, people would get hurt. Some people would have to get, you know, medevaced out. They would have to sleep overnight. It was like a, a two- or three-day event. Mm-hmm. Mark Burnett would be flying overhead in his helicopter, keeping an eye on all the teams. My husband and I would make it like a, a weekend event for ourselves. We'd, like, crash on the couches in the living room with our treats and and try to stay awake and watch what teams were staying ahead, you know, for the entire weekend. And it was always a big thing when Eco Challenge weekend was coming up. And then one weekend, as we were watching Eco Challenge, they said that Mark Burnett was starting a new show that was going to be on network TV called Survivor. And that's when Survivor started. And then after Survivor started, Big Brother started, and it all just sort of snowballed from there. Yeah. And so my reality show watching actually goes all the way back to Eco Challenges. Oh, my goodness. Now, now the way that you described it, like, that sounds like a totally my show. Like, I would love for them to have, like, a weekend, like, special, like, if that was all the time, and sit down and watch it and just – that's I love those things. That's why I'm so sucked into the live feeds because I can see everything that's going on. Well, everything to a point, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so much fun because it was 24-7 for like two or three days. And, you know, they would just air it for those, you know, two or three days while it was going on. Mm-hmm. And so you could just marathon, you know. It was just a fun thing to do for the whole weekend, you know, to stay up, you know, and watch these races that were just so much fun, you know, to watch these teams fight it out. And, and, I mean, it was tough competition to see them, you know, do all the things they had to do and make it through some of the things they had to make it through and, you know, of course, you'd wind up, you know, picking favorite teams. Yep. And you'd just be able to stay with them for the entire weekend. And my husband and I just really got into it. And then to hear them announce, you know, well, Mark Burnett's going to, you know, put out this new show that's going to be on network TV called Survivor, you know. We're like, ooh, I bet that's going to be good. You know, so we're going to have to check that out. Well, obviously it was good and is good and continues to be. <laughs> and and we've just been reality junkies ever since. We don't watch anything that isn't reality TV. Everything we Every- watch is reality-based. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like the same thing in my house. Everything here is based reality. You may have, like, a show here and there that might be storyline based but as far as that goes when my mom is watching TV it's all reality that's how it's always been I love that I love that your family you know loves the reality TV and watches it with you Um, it's great when you have others in the house that you can keep up, you know, with shows together with. 
Yep. It's my it's my favorite it's so thing. And fun. I definitely I think it makes a bond. It's like every year, like my thing my favorite thing is like my dad will watch Big Brother, but he won't like really show that he watches Big Brother. So then when the live show comes on, he's like, Oh yeah, that's the guy that won this competition, right? And that's that and you're like, Shh, just just be quiet. And then he's like, Oh, it's what's going on and that and we're like, Yes, this is what's going on. But I thought that guy was a was a victim. I'm like, No And I'm like, See, you are a Big Brother fan. You just gotta pay more attention <laughs> And <laughs> it's just it's hilarious. The the secret Big Brother watchers. <laughs> <laughs> Closet oh, Big Brother Watcher, huh? Exactly. Oh, my God. It's absolutely hilarious. I freaking love it. That's awesome. <sighs> so you, you live at home with both your your mom and dad? Yeah, I live at home with my mom and dad. I'm currently going to school full-time, and I'm working full-time, getting that education. And then when the summertime comes around, I focus on work, and I focus on the Big Brother season with my co-host, Rachel. It's my absolute favorite time of the year, the summertime. And I'm so sad to see it go because I get so sad that I'm like, here's another semester of school, and then no Big Brother, and I feel like I have no shows to watch. But I just rekindled my love with Survivor. So I will definitely be watching Survivor for now on. This past season, just, oh, my goodness, just blew it out of the water for me. And I'm so addicted now. This past season of Survivor was one of the best seasons of Survivor in ages. I absolutely love this past season of Survivor. Oh, just put in the chat room the new uh, premiere. Looks like it's going to be on February seventeenth. Ooh! Oh snap! Oh my god! I'm so excited. They outdid themselves with this cast. This this cast fought so hard, and making that it was their second chance, they even fought harder. And it's when you didn't think that it can get any crazier. Oh, it went there. It went higher and higher and higher. And I was literally jumping up and down, like screaming, watching this season. And I binged watched it. Oh my God, I love it. Love, uh, Susan. Love Survivor 31. I'm scared. This new Survivor won't come close to last season. They definitely have a lot to live up to because last season was so freaking good. Really, it was so good, and I can't to say. You know, Caleb Reynolds um, is going to be on this next Survivor. Beast Mode Cowboy from Big Brother. I really would like to see how well he plays out. I mean, I know there's a lot of medical um, issues this season. It's like the season of medic. So I'm excited to see a big crossover. But I'm so scared. I'm so scared that he's definitely, I mean, I think I read somewhere that he is going to be like taken out of the game for medical. I, I think that's what I read. And I just don't, I don't want to see anybody taken out for medical. I want this is like their chance no. to play a game of love, you know. I hadn't heard that. I that's kind of scary. I, you know, there's been some yeah. serious injuries on Survivor, and that's it makes scary to hear. It makes 
so like so nervous because like I used to watch the show all the time and then you know when I really got focused on school and like you know started working like when I was a teenager like I really didn't have time for it to watch it and then rewatching it this past season like seeing fishbacks you know feet being in such a bad condition I'm like oh my god these poor people like you think you're like oh they're on Survivor no literally like they're out there in the wild trying to survive like it's it's just it's absolutely terrible on your body. And we talked to um, Kelly Wentworth, and we were we asked her about the bathroom situation, and <laughs> we're like, you know, how does that work? <laughs> and oh, I'm trying to remember the name. She called it oh and oh in the water. It's a ad or yes. on land. It's called an ld, a land dump, and. I was just laughing so hard because it's like you think about these things and like I don't really know the lingo or the answers for it because I don't I haven't watched it in a long time. And then it's like when you start hearing these it's funny because it's like I was like, Maybe they don't go to the bathroom in the ocean because maybe that's like polluting or something. And then it's like they they go to the bathroom in the ocean, it's like, Okay, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had a lot of survivors tell us about the aqua dumps and a lot of that personal stuff and um it, I love oh it. my gosh some of the personal stories we've heard on this show you wouldn't believe <laughs> well I'm so excited to like hear more of them now because like I've listened to you guys in the past and like I I occasionally here and there listen to Manic Monday with Michelle and I'm just so excited hear so much more like of the reality stars that come on like I'm so excited to be more in depth with the show like to listen and like just hear everything because it's just like you know when you know of people online but you're really not sure like of like what all they do and then you're able to like sit back and actually talk to somebody that 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 is hands-on with their work and like you see what really comes out of what people do and it's just so nice to see just an amazing situation an amazing like you know, business that does it. So I definitely, like, I will always say, like, kudos to you, girl, and kudos to your team. Well, thank you. Um, You're very, very welcome. When Survivor is on, we have um, Mike Albright, who is the biggest Survivor fan ever. He has personally met 428 Survivor alumni. Holy goodness. He goes to all of the Survivor premieres and um, um, reunions, but um, as they come off Survivor. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so, so, I think that's so awesome. He meets them all, and they all love him. He's met Russ Landau, Monty Brenton, uh, Jesse Jenton, Lynn Spillman, Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett. He knows Holy all goodness. of them. He knows, he knows Jeff Probst's entire family. Um, I mean the biggest Survivor fan ever. And he is able to get all these Survivors to come on the show. 
and talk Survivor with him. So that is so awesome. And there is nothing he, better than an actual super fan that has these has conversations with them because they have all those questions that that burning you personally as a super fan. Yes, he he is our host of the Survivor show that we do, and because they all have met him and know him, they're all willing to come on and do his show, and um, he just has a great time doing interviews. They come on and talk about the current season and mm-hmm. just have a great time. So he's a wonderful host. He's just such a great guy. Um He's recently had um, gastric bypass surgery. He's on his way to losing 100 pounds. Oh, God and, bless. Oh, yeah, he's just such a great guy. Everybody oh, loves Mike. And so I can't wait for Survivor to start and start having these survivors, you know, back on again um, and have Mike, you know, do these interviews again because it's just a blast. And they will open up to Mike where they won't open up to others because he's met them all, you know. He's actually been out there personally and hung out with them so they feel comfortable with him and just had, you know, a great time with him. So, it's really fun when you can have a host like that and they all feel so comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. And so we have great Survivor shows. And then um, The Amazing Race, we have Louis Stravato, who is on season 16. And he has done our uh, Amazing Race shows. He did them for quite some time. Stepped away for a while. We had Mary and David Conley do them for a while. And mm-hmm. now Louie is back. And Louie is someone who he does so many charity events. He and his partner, they were the detectives from season 16. And once again, everybody loves Louie. Um just an amazing guy, and he's able to get a lot of the amazing race, you know, contestants mm-hmm. to come on and talk to him. So it's always fun when you have somebody so connected to the show itself. Oh, one hundred as a host, you know. Um, so when those shows are in season, those hosts come back and do their shows with us. And then when they're over, they go about their way and um, don't do a show year-round. Now, Michelle does her show year-round with us. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that does a you know a show year-round. Yeah. And she is able to get guests always. <laughs> that girl. She does. She does doesn't amazing. have a shy bone in her body. She really does an amazing job. <laughs> Um, I think, um, if it's, can Rachel call back in? She said the weather just passed oh, and everything's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to, I know she's listening right now, so I'm going to tell her, to, even though she can hear us, I'm going to text her to call back in. <laughs> yeah, Rachel, Michelle is that does, you? 
Can you hear me? Yeah, you're yes. back and safe. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> and um, <alive>. You're alive. <laughs> Everything okay there now? Yeah, the um, there was actually no tornadoes. It was just warnings, but it went north of me, so we're good. Well, I'm glad you took cover and were safe. Um, it's always better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about what you guys are up to and this event that you're going to be doing. Okay. So um, right now, where we currently, um, you now here and there on younow.com forward slash unfiltered feeds. And we just, whenever we want to talk about something, we'll go on. But we recently really don't have that much to talk about. So we don't just go on for it. Um, Currently, we're right now um, focusing on helping Meg and Andrea um, Meg from Big Brother and Andrea from Survivor were helping raise awareness and raise money for the Arthur Artist Foundation. Um, if you guys go to unfilteredfeeds.com, you'll see our, our most recent blog post, Arthritis Foundation slash Big Brother and Survivor NYC meet and greet. All the information is there that you can check out to read more about Arthritis Foundation. If you guys want to donate, there's a donate button there. All 100% of the um, proceeds go to the Arthritis Foundation. We also have a list of the confirmed guests that will be going to the event, both from Big Brother and Survivor. And if you guys are in the NYC area, you should definitely buy tickets and come out and meet all of the cast members. Both Rachel and I will both be there. Rachel's flying up from Mississippi, and she's staying with me. So it's going to be a really awesome time. So we're just we love helping um we love helping out um charities. We love seeing, you know, Big Brother alumni and Survivor alumni, you know, do their thing and help out. Um if you guys can't make it to the event, um we'll be broadcasting um we'll be live from both events. So you'll see what we see. Um it's that's gonna take um place on younow.com forward slash unfiltered feeds on January thirtieth. So if you can't make it, you guys will be able to watch it. And it's going to be, you know, just a really awesome time. And that's what we—that's what we really like to focus on: people who want to bring positive things to the community. And we're just really excited for this event. It's just going to be such an awesome time. That's so great. Have you been to many of the reality events before? The only event that I've been to um, was um, Big Brother Group. They did um, they did an, an event in North Jersey last year. They did a three night premiere party, where two nights they did the um, they did the premiere of Big Brother, and then another night they had um, like a sit down um, conversation meet and greet kind of thing. It was more formal, and that's the one that I had went to, and it was an absolutely amazing time. I met so many Big Brother people. I met um, Rachel, Brendan, Gina Marie, um, Adam. Um, else I met Alyssa I did meet the hitmen so many people were there and they were so amazing to talk to because you actually got to it was such an intimate setting you got to talk to one-on-one with people and it was just so it was amazing to just sit back and chat with Rachel Riley about Big Brother and like just 30 minutes just just chit-chatting like you've known them for years right that's so cool 
And I really do, like, have to say, if you guys are listening out there, like, I know you may not like a certain house guest for some reason, but definitely give them a chance outside of the game because they are a different person inside the game. And sometimes they're not, but definitely try to give a house guest or survivor cast member a different, like, a, a chance outside of the game because you'll see that they are wonderful people. And that's what I I've taken so away agree. from. I so agree. I've said that so many times. You have to... I tell people all the time on the show, don't judge people by how they are on the show. Wait until they get off the show and judge them by how they interact with fans once they're off the show. Judge Mm -hmm. them by what they do and how they interact with fans once they're off the show. That's when you can start judging them because it's the most unrealistic environment in which to live in being in the Big Brother house or being on you know Survivor, either one it's not a realistic environment um, they've had every comfort taken away they've had everything they you know ever known to them in their lives taken away they're living with strangers. They have cameras in their face. They're competing. I mean, all these things are just so unnatural. And, of course, you're not going to be your true and, and normal self in those conditions, you know. Yep. It's just not natural. And you're going to say and do things that you normally wouldn't under those conditions and so watch how somebody conducts themselves after they're out of the house then you can start figuring out what kind of person they are exactly you know some of the people that you might dislike the most inside the house you might love the most once they're off the show yep And and i met rachel and brendan when they first got off their first season, they came up, they were two that came up, Dan, a very good friend of mine, had a suite at the hotel where we're all staying, where the reality stars were staying. And Mm -hmm. we were up in a suite late that night. Rachel and Brendan made sure they came up to his suite to say hi to everybody before they went off to bed came in, sat down, had a few drinks with us, started telling stories about, you know, being in the house. I was sitting right in between Rachel and Brendan, me and my husband. Rachel was telling a story and happened to hit my my glass. I was, you know, having a cranberry and, and vodka, and when she hit my glass, it, it spilled all over my husband's pants, which was like off-white jeans, and... <laughs> And she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, freaking out. And all of a sudden she started asking somebody for a black magic marker. I was like, what the hell is she going to do, you know? And she got down and signed the the bottom portion of my husband's pants. And she said, another wild night in Vegas and dated it and signed it, <laughs> the, the very bottom portion of my husband's pant leg. She goes there. She goes, now you can put these on eBay and get some money from them. I was like, girl, I'm never putting those on eBay. And oh, no. they were still they were still in a plastic baggie in my house when my house burned down. 
Oh, my Jocasta. I, I can't tell you the, the things that I lost when my house burned down. I had so many things, you know, from different reality stars. When that, I, oh. uh, I don't even want to talk about it. But, yeah, she she was, they were both just so wonderful, you know, so down to earth. And, you know, they were the, like the stars of that season, you know. Yeah. And they were the ones that made sure they came up to say hi. So unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they... you just never know what people are going to be like until they're off the show. And that's the truth. So it's so much fun to go to these events and get to hang out with people and see what they're really like. So I'm so glad you guys are going to be there and do this. I think it's wonderful that you're doing it for the fans and commend you on everything you're doing. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun, and we really appreciate it. Um, I just want to mention um, to everybody that's listening, if you guys do go to unfilteredfeeds.com, you can find everything that we do there. Um, And... Regarding the um, the event that's in NYC, like I said, we'll be live broadcasting um, both events. Um, also, if you guys are familiar with Eric from Reality Recaps, he will be doing um, a live stream of the night event, I believe doing interviews with the house guests that will be there. So definitely check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. So I just wanted you guys to know that there will also be more coverage there, not just us. Okay. And, and also, like, random thing I just want to throw in there. Um, most people don't know about Nick and I. Like, we've never met in person. And so me coming up there is going to be the first time that we actually meet. And I think we're both kind of, like, losing that in the, like, craziness of it all with the whole meet and greet thing. I think we're both kind of, like, losing the fact that we've never really met and that we're meeting for the first time. So, yeah, that's just random fact that I wanted to throw in there. That's so cool. That's so awesome, you guys. It's so much fun. I tell you, there used to be something years ago called the Vegas Bash. And it's sad that it doesn't happen anymore, but the Vegas Bash was always, you know, right after Big Brother ended and all the the people coming out of the Big Brother house went straight to Vegas. And all the reality fans, you know, met there and... It was as exciting to meet the people that you chatted with online mm-hmm. as it was to meet the reality stars. I mean, we just had a blast. It was so much fun. And going to Vegas every year was just tell you how much fun that was. It sounds and like that so was sad like the that it doesn't. Day. It's just so sad that it doesn't happen anymore. Um, the the people that were doing it, as it turns out, um, you know, there again, weren't the most upstanding people and sort of ruined it for everybody. But um, it's no longer no longer in progress. So it's a shame that nobody's tried to, you know, pick it up and carry it on, you know? Yeah. But I guess 
um, all the unpaid bills is why it, and it costs a lot to do one of those events, and unless oh, you're going to rack up bills and not pay for them, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't pay to to do an event. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's no longer going on, so. It was so we'll just maybe one of those, in the future something will come up and somebody will start I, doing them again. I hope so because that was one of the most fun events ever. You could always count on, you know, the um, Big Brother uh, contestants from that season were all headed to Vegas mm-hmm. and all the fans would meet up there and we would have functions planned just for us fans because, you know, we'd all chat all season long and we'd want all of us fans just to meet up for dinner one, you know, one evening and just have a night where just us fans went out, you know, and met up. And it was just so much fun to get to meet everybody. So to hear that you guys have never met and are you know, getting to meet at this event. I'm just so happy for you. It Thank you so much. You know, rea- reality TV has brought so many wonderful people together. And I hope that it continues for a long, long time. And like I, I told Nick the other day, the Rad Reality Show has been going on now for eight years. I hope that I hear that Unfiltered Feasters carries on for eight years or longer, and you guys have a long, long road ahead of you and are very, very successful. Oh, thank you so much, Terry. That really means the world. I really do. Wow. Yeah, you guys are great. And I think that, you know, you guys have a lot of, similar um, interest and and I don't know exactly the word to use, but um, people that, you know, step on people and use people were there to help charities and, and help people. And I couldn't believe how young you were, Nick, to to have the the moral compass that you do. And you sound so mature for your age. It's just wonderful. Now, here's a a crazy... Your age, know so much about life and have so much respect for others and just go about life in the way that you are. You're actually working for everything you get and you appreciate things so much. People your age right now expect everything to be handed to them and don't have that appreciation. And I was just amazed by you. So I really, really do, from my heart, wish that, you know, you guys do so well and I'm here for you. Thank you so much. I'll help that, you in any way I can. Really Thank you. 
and wait until you have conversations with Rachel. This girl is only 18 years old, and she is wise beyond her years. Well, I'd love to. And, Rachel, um, I'll give you my number. You can get it from Nick. You can call me anytime, 24-7, babe. I'd love to talk to you. I will. I'll call you maybe tomorrow. We can talk. Yeah, let's do that, because I've talked to Nick, you know, for a while, but I haven't talked to you, so I'd love to hear from you. But I think we're going to wrap this up for tonight. Um, Just want to make sure everyone knows to go to Unfiltered Feedsters, like them, follow them, make sure you join their event. They're doing this for the fans and for the Arthritis Foundation and for those reality stars who are giving their time for the um, Arthritis Foundation at that event. So make sure that you help them out and like them and be there for their coverage of it. Thank you so much, and thank and, you for having us on tonight. Yeah, thank you. I'm and sorry for my whole like, brother weather thing. Oh, that's okay, babe. It's life. Believe me, I've had to jump off in the middle of my own show before because of weather here, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. We understand. And Susan said she's promoting your event in her chat room as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We'd just like to say a big shout-out to all the fans that watch and, you know, really appreciate all the time and effort that's put into shows like this. And we just want to give a big shout-out to Megan Andrea for letting us be a part of the event in NYC. And we can't wait for it to come up, and we can't wait to chat more with everybody. So um, thank you so much, Cherry, for having us on, and we'd love to come on at any time. And you're more than welcome to come on our show at any time. Well, thank you so much, babe. It's been a fun night. I know we've covered a lot of topics and just sort of chatted all over the place tonight, but that's what the show is. Um, it's around here. We're very laid back and just have a good time. So I've enjoyed tonight so much. I enjoyed both of you. And Thank you. I look forward to having you back again. So until next time, we'll say good night for now. But we'll do this again soon. You guys have a great night. And right now we'll just say until next time. Thank you so All much. All right. Guys. Thanks soon. so much. Bye. 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 You're welcome, hon. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Okay, I want to remind everybody real quick, Monday for the Manic Monday show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Michelle Costa is going to have E.J. Snyder from Naked and Afraid and James Tarantino from Survivor all on one show, Monday, the Manic Monday show. Again, that's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Be here for that Manic Monday show. We're going to close tonight with Ryan, as we always do. Everybody, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Take care. God bless. 
and remember to keep Paul in your thoughts and prayers. Thanks for being here with us tonight. I'm sorry we had a problem with the chat room earlier, but all those who are out there in the chat room right now, thanks for hanging tight with us. We've enjoyed having you. Love and appreciate you all. Here's Ryan to take us out for tonight. Take care, guys. God bless. Have a great week and a great weekend. Good night, all. Thank you, everyone. I'm signing off, too. I'm going to finish off the show with... Oh, man, what am I going to finish off with tonight? I've got lots of stuff I can finish off with tonight. But um, you know what I'm going to finish off with tonight? I want to do this one. Sweet dreams. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. that Paul isn't here to say it, so I'll say it for him. See you on the flip side. Good night, all. Take care. God bless.